Good morning. Alright everybody, we're back. You're listening to Avoiding the Puddle. My name is Eris, and I'm here as usual with MYK. What's up, Mike? What's up, Eris? How you doing, man? Uh, getting off a little cold right now, but sick I'm okay. Again, huh? Sick again. <laughs> yeah. It's rough out here, man. It's like 100 <laughs> degrees one day, and it's fucking freezing the next day. I'm yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Bipolar weather. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, man. Well, we got a couple quick things to talk about. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, let everyone know that later on on the podcast, we have a couple special uh, guests today. Uh, first, we have uh, actually they're on together. It's Slips and Shin from St. Louis. They're a bit mouthy. Shin? And, and oh, we my just talk, Yeah, we talk mad shit. And, you know, they, they got a lot to say about the Tekken scene now and how things have changed since Tag. And, you know, they, they got an interesting opinion on... Uh, the Tekken game and the Tekken scene uh, and the way it's changed. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into that, um, <clears throat> the two things that I wanted to talk about today, one of them is we kind of got bad news and we got good news. Uh, the bad news is that MLG has recently decided to exclude Tekken 6 from next season. Uh, and it's not just Tekken 6. They've decided to exclude all fighting games from their 2011 season. So, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to focus on Black Ops, Halo, and StarCraft. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They even took out WoW, so they're only focusing on those three games. Yeah, they took out WoW, they took out uh, Smash Brothers. I don't know what else they had last year, because I didn't really pay attention, but um, they took everything out except for those three games. And I have two opinions on this. The first... uh, is from the perspective of a Tekken fan, I think it's really shitty, as you can imagine. As much as I've complained and as much as I dislike MLG to an extent, I still thought, and this is a key word here, thought, that it was a very good thing for the Tekken scene. I thought it was a great thing for things in general, Tekken would become more popular, etc. But the reason I say thought is that now that they picked it up for one year and are dropping it for 2011, I feel like MLG ended up harming the Tekken scene way more than it helped. Because what, what has happened now, and the proof is in the pudding with the results of the last few tournaments like Kumite and Tennessee, is people were like, oh shit, you know, I could win 2,000 bucks, I can win 12,000 bucks, I'm going to go to MLG. And now we have the real tournaments, the grassroots player-ran community tournaments like Kumite and Tennessee and Final Round and, you know, Strong Style and all those types of tournaments, and they're getting really low turnouts. I think KIT got, like, 32. That's just retarded. You know, it's unacceptable. And what my theory is is that people just became so spoiled with MLG that they forgot what real tournaments are like. You don't travel for the money. You travel to win, to talk shit and rep your region. You know, so this is my opinion. I think that MLG, by picking up Tekken and dropping it in a year, uh, ended up harming the Tekken community and the Tekken scene as a whole. Um, I, I, and like I said, this is just my opinion. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? 
I mean, I definitely think it's true. I mean, uh, a lot of players were pretty hyped about uh, MLG last year. They were really hoping for MLG this year. And like you said, you know, a lot of people, players got spoiled with it. And it's like, oh, you know, Tag 2 is around the corner now. And I don't really, and there's no more MLG. Uh, I don't want to play Tekken tournaments anymore, you know. So it's kind of becoming like that. Yeah, and it's just a lot of people are like, oh, why should I play Tekken tournaments anymore? And the payouts are low. People don't come anymore, and uh, it's pretty much just because MLG had everyone spoiled, and now we're going back to it, and it's like, oh, we have a new Tekken game around the corner, so it's I like, might as well just wait for that now. Yeah, that's another thing, and, and we are, like, at the cusp of Marvel and Mortal Kombat and stuff, so because MLG dropped it, it's kind of like, you know, Tekken is going to have, like, this period. I mean, thank God we're going to talk about this a little later. Thank God Evo is having Tekken 6 again this year, so at least that gives players a reason to continue playing heavily. Also, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a strong style uh, in the near future, and, you know, final round is coming up as well. So, you know, I guess the point of what we're bringing up here is, uh, you know, Tekken fans out there, let's not forget uh, where we started, you know, before MLG. You know, fuck MLG. I mean... Let's not forget where we came from and why we go to tournaments and why we play Tekken. It's not because of Doritos and Dr. Pepper. It's because, <laughs> you know, we love Tekken, we love competing. Uh, let's not lose sight of the point. You know, yeah, MLG was great for Tekken, but let's not make it, uh, you know... The only tournaments that Tekken ever had. Yeah, it, let's not make it cloud our judgment. Let's not forget uh, what we're doing here, you know. Okay, MLG's cool, but... Let's be. Let's keep it real here. You know, fuck MLG. It's not necessary. We don't need it. You know. So that's that's my opinion on that. Another on a side note, I think it's fucking retarded of MLG to drop fighting games completely. I mean, they should have picked up some fighting game, Marvel yeah. or Mortal Kombat or something, because the, this is like where the beginning of the explosion of fighting games. I mean, yeah, and they're they're only ex- they're excluding all fighting games to make it. Uh exclusive to just shooters now so it's like what's yeah. the point it's like a yeah. major league gaming you know and it's like okay we're only gonna have shooters major shooting league gaming is, is basically what they should call it well here's the thing the thing is that you know in just like in any uh, enterprise any business at uh, you know when something is new that's when you want to jump on it you want to jump on the dot-com boom before it happens you want to jump on some new technology and invest in it before it explodes and these morons at mlg are waiting for shit to explode, like FPSs, who gives a shit? They're already big. They're waiting for you. StarCraft 2, what, what the hell is so good about that? Everyone's all over it. But you need to jump on something that's budding. It's just starting yeah. to get big. And I feel like fighting games are just barely beginning to become no. something important in the competitive gaming, uh, you know, construct in Field, the scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with all these sponsorships in Street Fighter 4 and then Marvel around the corner, it's just a retarded decision of them to drop fighting games as a whole. So that's my opinion on that. Um, and the, the next thing I wanted to talk about is Evo, as everyone knows, comes around every year. They recently announced all of the, the full lineup of games that they're going to have uh, this year. Now, in case you guys don't know, I think Evo is on in the end of July... Um, this year, it, it's jumped around a little bit, but I'm pretty sure it's the end of July, 26th or something. Do you remember, Mike? Uh, I'm going to have to check my calendar, but that sounds about right. It's yeah, about the late 20th. You know, summertime, 
And all you people out there that haven't been to EVO, you, I mean, I say it every time, but dude, you gotta go to EVO. This one is no joke. This is not a Mickey Mouse operation, okay? EVO, if you love fighting games, forget it. EVO is the place to be. You know, it's, it's just the best tournament year-round. If you can only afford one tournament, it's the one to go to. And, yeah, and it's in Vegas. Even if you lose, you know, go, go have fun in Vegas. You know? Exactly. Drown away your sorrows in a drink. <laughs> you know? So, uh, they announced the lineup of games, and let me see if I remember it correctly. It's Blaze Blue, Continuum Shift. Uh, is that right? Or is it Comedy yeah. Trigger? No, no, no. It's Continuum. I can't tell the difference between the two. Continuum I think it's like version 2 now or something. There's like a newer version. Yeah, there, it's, it's Blaze Blue. Uh, they got Mortal Kombat in there. Uh, Tekken 6, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Super Street Fighter 4. Now, uh, in case you guys don't know, there's a cutoff date for all of these games. And I think it's June 1st. And if by June 1st there is no new versions or no new downloadable characters for any of these games, that's the cutoff. So if anything comes out for any of these games, for example... If, arcade Edition. Yeah, Arcade Edition, or let's say there's a new downloadable character for Marvel or Mortal Kombat, or whatever, if any of that shit happens after June 1st, it's going to be banned in the tournament. And it's just, you, you know, forget it. So that's the cutoff date, so you know what to practice for. And, you know, personally, with this lineup, ga lineup of games, I feel like this is really, like, following the, the name of Evolution. They really have evolved. They're not playing anything old. As much as I love Third Strike or... You know, CBS or, you know, Super Turbo or all that shit. Let's fucking get on with it. Let's get with the times. You know, those games are going to be there. I mean, if you love Super Turbo, there's going to be 500 people there that love Super Turbo too. Go yeah. up there and play it. But, you know, they're going to have fucking Mug in there, Mugen or whatever it is. They have everything. <laughs> but, but the point is that they've really evolved, and I'm personally very happy with the lineup. What do you think, Mike? Um... I feel like the lineup is good, but uh, it's kind of weird because they only have five games. So I was like, huh, maybe they're saving the last spot for another game or something? Isn't there usually six games every year? Yeah, my theory on that is that they probably have some special events lined up, and they usually are very strapped for time. So they have a hard time fitting in the special events. Now this year, hopefully, they'll have some extra time for, you know maybe a high-profile money match, or, I don't know, something. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a good point, because it's like, uh, last year they pulled, what, like, what 3,000, 2,000 people for uh, Super Street Fighter 4, and uh, with Marvel 3 coming out, there's going to be even more players, so... Yeah, I was maybe just... It is, to maybe it is always to go. I was just about to bring that up, but the thing is that last year, we had one tournament with 2,000 people, and then a bunch of other tournaments with less than 1,000 people. This year, potentially, Marvel could pull just as much as Super Street Fighter 4, which would leave the evil staff to run two 2,000-man tournaments in three days. So I'm sure they need that extra time. That, you know, missing game is probably missing because of that. I mean, that's my guess. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I think I've been reading a lot of people speculating that it could be like some kitty blood, like... Melty Blood or freaking Arcana Heart kind of game, but uh, I don't know. People like those games. I haven't really touched them, so I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said before, I don't know much about those games. If that does happen, 
I guarantee that it will be something new. I know Arcana Heart got uh, ported recently, so I could yeah. that, or maybe KOS 13 or something. But just the the trend that they're going in, it just seems like they're making sure that they only cover newer games. This is like a progression of fighting games. You know, let's just move forward. They're dropping all the old shit. You know, so I, I really like that. Um, and I, I'm very excited to see all of the games, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it was about time. I mean, Marvel had a long run. I mean, Marvel 2 had a long run, and Third uh, <laughs> Strike had an extremely long run as well. So I'll let those games go sometime. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, this is this is really important for people to kind of shake that old man syndrome shit off. Come on, you know, this is a progression. The tournament's called Evolution. So, you know, that's a really, uh, I'm really happy with the lineup, and I think it's going to be a great time. Everyone listening to this, there are no excuses. You have plenty of time. Save your money. Get a divorce. You know, <laughs> do what you got to do. Break up with your girlfriend and go to Evo. She'll forgive you, you know. It's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Wrong to Evo and change your mind. Yeah, exactly. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Just remember that. Anyway, the last thing I wanted to talk about um, in regards to the Evo lineup is a lot of people are really surprised that Mortal Kombat made it onto the EVO lineup. And to be honest, I'm pretty surprised too. Um, I don't, I'm very excited about that game, as I've said before, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that it will be good. But I wouldn't put my money on it, just because the people that are making the game haven't made a good game. I mean, it's arguable if they've ever made a good game. I mean, <laughs> You know, some people like Mortal Kombat 2 or uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat or Trilogy, and those games have their merits, but those games have never been played on a national level uh, or a worldwide level like the other major fighting games that were out at those times. You know, so um, I was kind of surprised, and I don't know, were you surprised that it made it to the EVO, uh, you know, lineup? I mean, I was kind of surprised and I kind of wasn't because I thought I heard somewhere that... uh the developers of Mortal Kombat were working closely with the evil staff to try to make the game competitive. Like, what does this game need, you know, to be able to be played at evil and stuff? So that's what I heard. So, yeah, in one of the M casts, I think it was they released where they were talking about Mortal Kombat. One of the guys who is working on the game said that they're, you know, they have a liaison from the evil staff. That's kind of they want it to be at Evo. So, my, uh, my kind of hypothesis that I came to is that, obviously, I mean, this is obvious, the Mortal Kombat team, or the NetherRealm Studios, pretty much bought their way into EVO. I mean, yeah, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind that they are going to sponsor EVO, and they're going to probably provide a prize pool, or, you know, provide them with some kind of uh, monetary compensation to have Mortal Kombat at EVO. That's that's kind of a given. I'm very sure of that. Otherwise, I highly doubt that the Evo staff would have, uh, you know, up a game that wasn't even released or really tested yet. Uh, taken the risk of putting that game on the lineup without knowing anything about it. But okay, that's said and done. My theory is the the part that I'm just guessing is that the NetherRealm Studios probably has contracted someone on the Evo staff who has experience with competitive fighting games to work as a balancer or as a playtester for their game. And that person, whoever it is, I'm, and I'm totally guessing about this, is probably helping them produce a game that isn't shitty. I mean, 
That's my guess. And if this is the case, there is more hope for that game than if it's not the case. Because, like I said, the people who are making it, I mean, I can't really say that I would bet money that they know what they're doing. You know, I mean, yeah, they know how to make fatalities and shit, but do they know how to make a competitive game that people will play on a national and international level to the point where it's actually accepted as a legitimate game? I don't know. I don't know about that. So, yeah. hopefully I'm right about that. Hopefully uh, they have contracted someone that knows what they're doing. Um, and, you know, there are people that I would, you know, I would recommend. And I'm not going to say who who's smart and who's not smart, uh, you know, as far as EVO staff goes. But I'll tell you this. That staff, uh, just about everyone on the EVO staff is, you know, just top of the line. I mean, I, I, the flying fucking colors, you know, like, if, if, if they used me as a reference, I would have nothing bad to say about anyone on that staff, so, hopefully it's someone smart, and they're really working on that game to make sure that, you know, it's not a piece of junk, and this, this year's Evo is just gonna be fantastic, uh, there's a lot of, um, other stuff they have planned that they're gonna announce, and, you know, it, it's just, um, get your asses out there, that's, that's the moral of the story. And, and everyone needs to go. I know you're going, Mike. Everyone I know is going. You gotta go. It's, it's the bottom line. You have anything else to add, Mike? Um, I was thinking that even if they did hire someone at Evo, uh, one of the Evo staffs to help make the game for balance and stuff, what if there was like a glitch found out like a week or two before Evo, and then that glitch happens to break the game? It's like, you know, what can you do at that point? Yeah, you can't do shit, especially if this person keeps it a secret. Uh, <laughs> and uses it himself, or tell one friend. <laughs> oh yeah. To win. I, I let me tell you, if uh, Mortal Kombat is coming to Evo, and I'm a serious player, and I found some game-breaking shit two weeks before Evo, I sure as shit will not tell a goddamn person about it. I will wait until Evo morning, and I'm gonna make everyone hate this game. That's <laughs> that's what I would do. So, you know, that's the thing. That's the big risk that the Evo staff is taking with this game. They don't even know what it is. They have no idea if this game is even going to be playable. And, you know, what's funny is, even if they have played it already, you still don't know if it's going to be playable. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you get, like, a pool a pool player, a you know, pool size of, like, ten players, and you get you play it for, like, a couple months or something, it's still going to be different than, like, the entire nation playing exactly. it and breaking down the game. So. Exactly. You sell a million copies on day one, that's the biggest play test you could possibly ever get. You know, so... It's a it's a gamble that they're taking, and I'm sure that uh, you know the creators of Mortal Kombat uh, or Warner Brothers or whatever is supporting Evo, and uh, that's very good. I like that. But you know, hopefully, whoever is involved, uh, you know, knows what they're doing. And I'm very excited about Mortal Kombat. I and to be honest, and I know I'll be crucified for saying this, but I'm more excited about Mortal Kombat than I am about Marvel. So you know, I. Don't think that I'm a hater of Mortal Kombat. I'm just a, you know, I'm a realistic fighting game fan. So, hopefully they won't fuck it up. Uh, Evo's gonna be great. And unless you have anything else to add, Mike, we can move on to my interview with Slips and Shin. Uh, just one more quick one. Um, I just really wish that uh, maybe the game came out a little sooner so it could get patched earlier if there was some game-breaking stuff. So, that's pretty much about it. I absolutely agree. I mean, it's super important. Um, you know, they've they've said in the past that they um, have programmed in a way to patch the game, mm -hmm. 
and and it's like supposed to be very easy to do it, but they've been super vague about it, and I've re-listened to that several times, and it sounds like super vague and almost like bullshit because <laughs> you just smell it. <laughs> yeah, there's something about that that I don't like. It's it's fishy, you know. And there are laws, um, you know, there are regulations. Yeah. Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, where they have to play test. Get approved, and it takes like a month for it to pass. And... Exactly. So I don't know who they're trying to fool with that shit. So I, and I don't know how they're gonna bypass that. You know. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I hope they know what they're doing. I really like, you know, wish and and pray that that game comes out, you know, really good, and everyone accepts it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's yeah, I'll Evo. give it a try. It, it, it's at Evo. It's it's a uh, that's a good start. So, you know, it's in their hands. I mean, there's nothing else we can there's nothing else we can really do other than wait and just kind of give these guys the benefit of the doubt. You know, which yep. is I hate doing that. <laughs> I hate doing that. I hate giving people credit they don't deserve. You know, and I've always liked Mortal Kombat, and I've always loved the concept of fatalities and scorpion and sub-zero and all that stuff I love since I was a little kid but ever since I've been a fighting game player I mean come on let's keep it real Mortal Kombat to me goes in the realm of fucking you know top skater and dance dance <laughs> you know it's just not an accepted uh, fighting game you know I know there's people out there that love it but it's just not widely accepted and you know I guess I'm one of those people that wants it to be accepted, and I'm sitting here waiting, and I'm like, okay, okay, Mortal Kombat, give me your sales pitch. You already fucked up a few times, but I'm still listening. So, pitch me this game, show me that it's good, and I'll play it. And, really, that's all I can say about it. We'll see. Uh, you know, the, the, the point of this whole thing, really, is going to be, is that uh, Mortal Kombat at EVO, whether Mortal Kombat is a piece of shit, or whether it's the best game ever, it's still going to be badass watching it at EVO. I wonder if they're going to ban fatalities or not. Yeah, I heard that they might black screen fatalities. So, <laughs> That's freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, but what about x-ray moves? That shit is like, you know, even, fatality more, mid -game. <laughs> even more gruesome than the fatality. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just going to be really... You're all freezing your liver. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be really interesting seeing how, how they deal with all this stuff and... You know, overall, I'm I'm very happy with uh, Mortal Kombat being at Evo. You know, it kind of gives it a chance and legitimizes the game. It almost kind of starts to make up for the shitty history of Mortal Kombat because this new one is starting at Evo, and it's like, okay, you know, let's give it a shot. But yeah, I mean, since it's at Evo, and it's probably gonna have like a guaranteed pride prize pot. I'm sure a lot of people will just pick it up just for that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll see. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, everyone listening to this, get your asses to Evo. It doesn't matter what country you're from, fucking Norway or Portugal or fucking wherever there's you... Always, there's always people traveling from all around the world. Exactly. So there's no, no excuse. excuse. Yep. Do it. Get out here, uh, and we'll see you at Evo. Anyway, so here comes uh, Slips and Shin to talk some shit. All right, see you guys later. Alright everybody, I'm very pleased to welcome on 
St. Louis's own Slips and Shin to the podcast. Shin. Shin. Hey, how's everybody doing? Aris, I'd just like to say uh, thanks for letting us do this. It's been a long time since they had a great interview like this, so, you know, we're pumped. Good times. Thank you guys for being on, man. Now, first of all, i gotta, I got to clear a couple things up. Before I even move forward, only black people call me Aris, and we <laughs> you're not black. So, huh. it's Aris. It's Aris, okay. Yeah. Well, we're Sicilian, you know. Are you really? Yeah, yeah we're. That we got like the, you know that strand of blood, you know the teaspoon rule. That so didn't I knew there was something I didn't like about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, the the what I wanted to really emphasize here is the first time I met Shin was in uh, Strong Style, uh, the last Strong Style, and uh-huh. I didn't even. I was like, all right, you know, some some guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself, say what's up. This guy, for those of you who don't know who Shin are, Shin is, this guy is out of control. <laughs> uh, this guy, I don't even know what the deal is. Shin, what is your deal, dude? Hey, man, you know, you just got to pump it up, have some fun. You know, the Tekken scene, you know, a lot of it, that's what's wrong with it lately, you know. It's, nobody's having any fun. You go to a tournament, and everybody's all business style, but... You know, yeah, everyone's too nice to each other. Yeah, you want to have a little fun out back, there. Back in the day, people hated each other, man. Yeah, it's just where we came from. You know, the STL scene was really cutthroat, and, you know, if you wanted to stick, you couldn't just be good. You had to be good and, you know, had the personality to go with it, you know, learn to be a dumbass a little bit. Nobody I, talks shit, not even, like, online anymore. That's, that's the thing. That's one, one of the first things I wanted to bring up is, uh, usually I ask about, you know, how people got into the scene, but... Um, St. Louis is such a unique place that it's, it's, you guys are always, you guys have always been known to have like mouths on you. Everyone in St. Louis just talks shit and is also very good at tech. <laughs> and the thing is that like St. Louis was very like predominantly into tech and tag. Now explain to me how this happened. How did St. Louis get so into tag and why does everybody talk so much shit from St. Louis? <laughs> uh, pretty much tag started, you know, the arcade scene. It all kind of started with Hatman and Techonomics from the arcade scene, and uh, you know they played, they were they were pretty hardcore. And then uh, the council players came along, like me and Sean. So once the games started got, getting released on PS2, then that brought on like a whole plethora of new, of new players and shit. So it's pretty much. I mean, the game was so fucking good. Like <laughs> nobody even really cared about like what was going on in each other's lives. Like, you know, after Tekken Tag was pretty much done, like, you know, we were all still, like, you know, a lot of them, everybody was still, like, friends and shit. But then, like, you know, when we started hanging out outside of Tekken Tag, and we, like, you know, some people started getting to know each other, like David and Tony, like, they actually realized they hate each other. Yeah, they can't stand each other. Like I, I, you know, I see David, and he'll be like, "Is Tony dead yet?" And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and like it was. That's how good the game was. And like everyone just like it was like a role playing game. Like our crew. Like if you took a role playing game, you had you know your caster and your warrior. Like that was our crew. Like everyone had their own role. Like, and if someone wasn't there at a specific hookup, like, you were missing yeah, something. Yeah, definitely changed the dynamic of a hookup if, you know, you yeah. were missing, like, a hat man or, you know, if Sean couldn't come play that night. Uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. If Techonomics or couldn't come or, like, everyone. Everyone had a role. They, like, fucking everybody had something to contribute. It was fucking pumped. Everyone's talking shit. Fuck you. Yeah, it was always, <laughs> always a good time. You know, you just wanted to show up. It would be, you know, about, you know, getting close on 1130, midnight happening. 
And, you know, you walk in the door, it's like, you're shit. All right, hookups happening. You know, you hear that tag happening from out the door. <laughs> got the buttons clicking like crazy on all the sticks and shit. So, I mean, you walk in, you see STL Bad Boy sleeping in the corner, you know. Yeah, that was classic. You got Mariah talking about, you know, getting his, letting his children out of the cage and stuff. <sighs> yeah, he was always talking about jerking off and you shit. Know, then you got Hat Man talking about the frame data. Yeah, he was always getting close to the pixels. Yeah. Like, he's always, like, scooting up closer to the TV and shit. <laughs> We're like, oh, he's getting close to the pixels. Oh, fuck. I mean, economics be there hanging out. You know, you got Slips and Unconquerable. You know, they, neither one of them wants to play you too much so that you don't get too good. But you know that when you play them, you're going to be playing your best. But they're going to be kind of, you know, turtling your ass up. And if you start to pick it up, then they, you know, save the best for last. But, you know, mostly it's, you know, that's what we wanted to see was Sean and Brad play. And then we were just trying to catch up. Everybody else was just trying to catch up. And, of course, you know, even before them, everybody was trying to catch T5. C was really good, too. That's basically where it started, I guess you have to say. But here's the thing that I'm I'm really curious about. I mean, St. Louis has always been known for Tekken Tag. Now, why is it that St. Louis specifically had such a connection with that game, but, like, you never really hear that much about St. Louis in terms of the later games, other than you specifically, Slips, but the scene in St. Louis, it doesn't really cause that much commotion uh, after Tech and Tech. What do you think the reason is for that? Uh, a lot of people moved. Mirai moved, so we couldn't talk about jerking off anymore. T5, T5 moved, uh, so he was gone. Sean left. Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of... David stopped playing. Was, Billy from Philly stopped Billy playing. He was a big part of it. You lose a lot of your players, and it wasn't so much that. It was sort of like when... Tekken 4 came, Tekken Tag came out, we loved it, we were having fun, everywhere was great, Iowa was great, Texas was great, California was great, you know, we were just having a blast, we just couldn't wait to the next tournament, and we were playing our asses off. And T4 came out, and you know, T5 sold his car, which was like the best car in St. Louis, and he bought a Tekken 4 arcade, and it was like, everybody was pumped, like, man, what a guy, you know, he's totally repping the scene. And then, you know, T4 came out, and we didn't really like it that much. You know, it was kind of like 1800s. There was shit everywhere, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, we've kind of just kind of bad-talked it, you know, T4. And then, you know, but then, you know, Evo 2K4 came out, and it's like they fucking had Tekken 5 there, and we're fucking playtesting it. So, I mean, we oh, kind, yeah, we kind of felt like, you know, you had feedback on the next game. So, I mean, how could you talk shit about it? So, I mean, we all had to try it. But once Tekken 5 came out, you know, the game changed, the dynamic of the game changed, you know, it wasn't, you know, turtle it up and then, you know, see who can get your business, it was, you know, one, basically one thing could end this game at any time. Yeah, the game isn't the same. The game's totally different, you know, so I mean, these new players that started coming out started having a chance, and they started kind of beating these heroes, the STL heroes, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and the STL heroes didn't like that, you know, we had uh, Zor and Egg Chan getting beat by you know, Jody the Great and AJ, she actually can tell, you know, that's like these scrubs. They're not any fun to hang out with. They're not really that good at the game. But, you know, they're, they're, they want to be part of the scene, so they're coming to all the hookups. And it's like, yeah, you know, we could use some fresh blood. But they're, you know, beating and humiliating, you know, the good players, and they're getting hamakaki. And, you know, just <laughs> threw off the STL dynamic a little bit. <laughs> they're decent now. They're but decent now, but I mean... At the time, they were scrubby. At the time, they were scrubby. They're still a little scrubby. They're not winning any tournament. Aris, Aris just said, you know, the only one he's heard of is you. No. So, I mean, they're not picking up the slack. If you're going to kick out an Egg Chan and Azor, you got to become greater than that. You know, you can't just be like, hey, I, 
I'm good around here now. So, I mean, we almost, you know, eh. Eh. Interesting. One, one, one important thing I have to really uh, keep in mind is I got to keep my St. Louis lingo up. Like, like for example, <laughs> Emma. You, Emma. That that really doesn't get used very often uh, outside of St. Louis. Uh, could you explain to me what the fuck that's all about? Ah, uh, you know the comma does a lot of damage. That did Emma. Or yeah, it's like Hella, but you know it's one letter up. Like, you know, it's instead of he- hella, you're one letter up, so hemma. Yeah. And then eventually it'll be henna. And then we're just going to be saying, walking around going, zzzz, all the time. <laughs> so just a lot of progression, basically, is all that is. You guys are moving forward. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're pretty progressive about that. But, I mean, a lot of it, you know, is, you know, about the game, like a broom, you know, all that business, planting the seeds. Planting the seeds. Each move has got its own, like, you know... McDonald's combo. McDonald's combo. You know, that's that's one thing that I really like. Like, you know, calling moves by specific names or slang and, you know, talking shit in that regard is... That's one thing that I really, really enjoy about Tekken. I I don't like... uh, I try not to use notations, but you guys are right. These days, people are just kind of dry in the Tekken scene. And what do you think the reasoning is behind that? I don't know. I think it's just Tekken Tag was was such a good game that, you know, actual cool people played it. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, whenever I, like, see someone cool and they'll be like, hey, what's up? You know, tell me something about yourself. You know, I'll be like, oh, I was the Tekken Tag champion for a couple of years. They'll be like, oh, yeah. You know, and you ask people about Tekken, you know, like normal people. And they'll, they'll, most of them are refer to Tekken Tag. I mean, that's just, that was just like the funnest game. And nobody's like, oh yeah, I got on that Tekken 5 DR back in the day. That was fucking awesome. I mean, like normal, pe- normal people, just like normal cool people played the game. And I think that's what STL had. Just normal cool people playing that fucking game. Huh. I mean, it, it really makes me wonder. I mean, I, I agree with you. And the, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I personally feel like, the Tekken community had its most vibrant players and the most outspoken and the most entertaining players in that era. I, I feel like ever since then, it's just gone kind of downhill, in, not in terms of skill, but in terms of just that, like, the, the charisma and the, just the fun of knowing these people, you know? Uh, and that, that's not to say that the new players aren't boring, but let's be honest. Everyone's fucking boring. They're hella boring. They're hella boring. I mean, just look look at dorks. Dorks aren't competitive, you know? They're just... Dorks want to get along with everybody, blah, blah, blah. Cool people are like, fuck you, I'm motherfucker. I'm better than you. I'm going to fucking show you I'm better than you at a game we all concur is noteworthy of, you know, if you win this, you know... You know I'm better than you. I know I'm better than you. Everybody knows I'm better than you. Whereas these new games, it's like, you know, you kind of have a feeling where anybody can win. So a good player is going to kind of, he's not going to like getting his ass talked to, you know, every other match because, you know, it's a 50-50 game. Whereas, you know, a game like Tag, you know, the better player is going to win most of the time. And so, you know, you can practice to become that better player. You know, the harder the harder combos, it seemed like, did more difficult damage. More difficult the combo, the better damage it seems like you got. Whereas nowadays, you know, everything's just kind of average, average. Everything's average difficulty. Damages, you know, are toned down. It's like people start trying to get balanced too much, but they lost, you know, they lost that, you know, you want to have balance in the long haul, but 
but you know the short haul, you know, you might want some broke ass moves like horns in this piece. So I mean, I don't want every move to be horns. Don't get me wrong, and I don't want there to not be horns. I want some horns, but you know, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't see like people like Eddie Pistons anymore. You don't see people like Jop anymore. Insane Lee is still cool. I mean, he's a cool guy. Like, you know, know all the cool that. people stop playing. I don't know about that. Insane Lee is a clown. <laughs> a lot of it is, you know, the, pe- the the good players that did get good at the newer versions, though, you know, they were there were so many new people coming out to play, new people, young people. There was a lot more money in the scene all of a sudden. I mean, the tournaments that we used to play in, you know, the actual prize money – wasn't really that much compared to what you see nowadays. A thousand bucks Thou- is a big deal. A thousand dollars, you almost—it was almost you didn't see it. You yeah. know, I mean, it was like a big prize money would be. You know, if you won six hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks for first place, it was yeah, like was good fucking shit. But I mean, it wasn't really about the money so much. You would travel. You know, we were from St. Louis. It's kind of the middle of nowhere, and we didn't really have tournaments too much, pretty much ever. There hasn't been a lot of STL, you know, tournaments, and so we had to travel. And so, you know, we would travel, we'd get, you know, it was for honor, you know. You wanted everybody to know, hey, I'm better at this game. The whole world plays this game. We love this game. It's a good game. So, I mean, let's go, you know. And the money is, you know, we better fucking win because we're STL and we're going to fucking let these motherfuckers know. So well, You know what's interesting that you guys are reminding me of is, um, you're right, back in the day, there wasn't really that much money in the game, and everyone who was playing, like those people you're talking about, J.O.P., Eddie Pistons, Bronson, you know, all the, all the top players who also had mouths on them, they, you know, they, it was very clear that they were doing it for a love of the game. It was very clear yeah. they had passion, and they were traveling not to, like, make money or make their plane ticket. They were going there to talk shit. They were paying this money for the plane ticket for the privilege to look someone in the face and just talk shit to them. And the only reason I would go to a tournament these days is strictly for money. Like, like I don't even, like, the game just, I don't know, the game just ain't as fun to me anymore. So just to go just for fun, just, you know, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, only the MLG tournaments gave me the motivation to come out again and actually, you know, I was just like, oh, man, I can get top eight and get a fucking thousand dollars? Fuck, I can do that shit. But, I mean, other than that, no. It's <laughs> really a shame, and I, I'm, I don't know how, uh, I don't know what can happen to bring Tekken back to the glory days uh, again, but I don't know, it's really an interesting topic. Now, you guys were mentioning balance a little bit. Uh, most of the time, and as far as I'm concerned, I feel this way as well, uh, people feel like a balanced game is a better game, but most Tekken tag players do not agree with me. And that balance isn't that important, and we need horns up in this piece and all that shit. So, so I'm listening. What is your, uh, what are your opinions on balance in general? Would you prefer uh, a Tekken game to be broken, or like the way arguably Tekken Tag was broken, or uh-huh. do you prefer, uh, you know, a balanced game like Tekken Six? Look at the best games that are out. MVC2, is that a is that a balanced game? Definitely. Fuck no. Is ST a balanced game? Fuck no. no. The best games aren't balanced. The best games are just fun. It's like there's two ways programmers can go about making fighting games. It's either throw out some shit and see if it's good and you know half, you know more than half the time you just get a broken pile of shit. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Uh, you know, sometimes they strike gold, you know, like Tekken Tag MP2 or ST. Or it's, you know, control your game, make everything controlled. You know, I mean, Tekken 6, you know, it's it's pretty much, you know, you, you launch someone, you do three hits, you bound them, you do your bound ender, try to get them to a wall. Everything's pretty standard. Everyone launches, does a bound, blah, blah, blah. It's very controlled. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But Tekken Tag, it was just, you could do whatever you want. There were so many combos you could do. I mean, the, they didn't program the combos. They were just pretty much, well, here's a launch, here's some moves. Let's just see whatever the hell you could find. Only, like, maybe Jin and Bruce and maybe Chang's were, like, it was pretty, okay, obviously i got to do knees here or laser scraper. But even at the end of those, you could do different stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, it was so open-ended. It was like people would just come up with all types of crazy right, shit. Bronson was telling me about a Bruce knee trap off of his normal combo like last week. Right. I didn't even know about it. Like what? Like about a year or two ago, me and Bronson were talking online for like two or three hours, and we were just talking about shit about Tekken Tag that we each other didn't know about. He was telling me all types of shit about Lee I didn't know about Bruce. I was telling him shit about. You know, I think, like, King, or I don't fucking remember, but, I mean, that's how diverse that game was. Like, anything, there's just so much shit in that game, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, Lay, like, his Magic 4, like, standard Magic 4, just did, like, you know, like, 10 damage or 15. But if you did back in Magic 4, it did, like, fucking 30. And, like, just, like, just for just stupid shit like that, it's like... What? <laughs> yeah, it seems know. like uh, that game. I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I'm a, I'm a, obviously a big fan of Tekken Six, but I do agree that I feel like it has a, a it's kind of pre-programmed in a sense. Like there isn't as much create room for creativity in Tekken Six as I feel like there was in Tag. Oh my but, god! <laughs> oh my gosh! In Tag, you got you know it wasn't just the moves that was that you could be creative with. It was the spacing, the movement, you know. Everything you were it, that and that freedom of creativity led the different players to be able to do different styles. You know, you ended up with crazy, you know, Joe King styles where it's like you're seeing, you know, King and sword, Yoshimitsu sword stuff that he's like he's doing, you know, sword kill setups. It's like, man, that shouldn't be happening right now. <laughs> or you know, you see like the you advance that stuff into the top tiers, and you start, you know, you get into your wave dash business, you get into your, you know. Ogre's horn shit. With Julia, I had, like, three different combos that I could finish it with. I could either do maximum amount of elbows, which led to a tech trap, or a back roll setup. Uh, I could just do, like, the max damage combo, which did a fuck ton. And at the same time, it gave me a running wake-up, so if people tech rolled, they were still fucked. And that there was a uh, something else I did as well. I, I purposely missed, like, an elbow or some, some fucking shenanigan. I mean, there was this... And then Eddie, I had all types of like bullshit ass wake ups, like doing the jabs and then doing the flip, but not doing the kick. And then people tech tech roll into like a throw guessing game, and that was you know, throws were hella good. There's so much in that game. That on top of you know the diversity of the characters, uh, move lists and everything, but that stuff is cool. But you know there was two characters, the energy regenerated. We were uh, the characters had different amounts of life, you know. You know, certain characters had bad defense. I mean, it was just that shit on top of all of that business just made tag a lot funner than a lot more fun than you know these well, new games where you know you hit a couple buttons and then you know the next matchup you're hitting these same buttons again to see if you know you can trick them 
you know, did I stay the same or did I change? You know, it's basically mixed up. Played paper. I think balance is good. Like it's good. Like at the same time, it kind of takes the fun out of it because sometimes you just want to be a jackass and pick a retarded, dumbass character like P. Jack and just embarrass someone. Mm, and I then see like, what you're saying. okay, and, you know, it's just it kind of puts a different flavor into it. It's like no matter who you pick in Tekken Six, it's fucking business. It's like. Oh, you want to pick him now? Oh, okay. Like you almost take offense that they're changing characters. You know, it's it was like such so, so much more blatant in Tekken Tag. Oh, I'm gonna pick fucking Alex. <laughs> like fuck you. And then like you know, then it's like okay, fuck this. I'm picking ogres. You know, it's. I mean, it was. I mean, balance is good. I mean, for the most part, it balance is very good. But there are advantages to an unbalance. I see. Now, now one thing I want to bring up is we're on the cusp of Tekken Tag Tournament 2. And I'm curious, how do you guys feel about what you've seen so far about that game? Do you feel like it will bring back the hype of Tekken Tag, or do you feel like it's that era is over and it will never come back? It could. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I just hope... I mean, it looks good. Like, the, the poking system, unfortunately, doesn't look like Tekken Tag. I, I don't really expect it to be, though, either. Like, up close fighting and... Tekken 6 is much different than Tekken Tag. Like, frames actually mattered in Tekken Tag. But, uh, I mean, Tekken Tag, it's like, uh, Tekken, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I don't, I, I want to elaborate more, but. I think it's possible, I think it's possible that, you know, the new tag could, uh, you know, it could show shades of the old tag. And I think that the Tekken community kind of really needs the new tag to sort of shake things up a little bit because with all the, you know, how things have gone now, it seems like, you know, in tag, the proportions of the characters to the stage seemed right. You know, now it seems like the characters just have a really big feel to them, like they're really close up. You know, I understand they don't want to back up that's the space, zoom. That's just spacing dynamic has, has changed. Has changed, yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, it just feels like it's right in your grill style, whereas, you know, the, you get stuck in the wall, is it's just going to perpetuate that. Now I'm stuck in the wall and I tag out to so my character, I'm stuck in the wall. There's a couple of reasons that is. One of them is, obviously, the backdash has gotten a lot worse. Like, I mean, it was, it was, they kind of returned kind of back to Tekken Tag and DR. Like, some characters had a Tekken Tag backdash, like Eddie and, and Craig. And most characters had a decent one. So a lot of the spacing kind of returned in DR. And in Tekken 6, it kind of went back to shitty backdash. And everyone's forward dash is, you know, awesome. So it's like almost like there's like a magnetic force in between the character and all the all the characters, and they're gonna get clashed together, and it's gonna be a, like a four-way guessing game of either you're gonna get at this point, and either you're gonna turtle and do nothing, you're gonna attack and you know put someone in a fifty-fifty, you're gonna throw something out and hope someone doesn't put you in a fifty-fifty, or you're gonna sidestep to try and counter someone else's thrown-out shit. It's like. That's gonna happen. That clash is gonna happen, and that's it. One of those things is gonna happen. It's just, uh. and I, I hope like Tekken Tag Two. I mean, it look, it's got a lot of promise. I mean, a tag. Whenever you add a tag system to a fighting game, it, there's gonna be a lot of depth to it. So I mean, there's definitely promise. I just hope it it doesn't destroy Tekken Tag One, like kind of like HD Remix kind of destroyed ST. Because look, Evo. There's no ST this year. They, it's gone. There hasn't been a ST for I think two years now. 
Yeah, HD Remix replaced it, and then I guess people were just like, eh, fuck this game. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, ah. And it's like, well, should we play ST? Well, what about the people who play HD? And it's just like, well, that's the newer game. Well, that was the old, better game. It's just like, well, fuck it. We're not doing either one. So it's like, yeah, I just hope that... I, I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, you know, you say that, but it, it, as far as a na- on a national level, I feel like Tekken Tag 1 is hasn't really been played that competitively that's true that's true while. so uh, in that regard i mean I, i'm not too concerned with uh tekken tag one being killed i still like watching it and i still love watching the expert players play but i mean i'm i'm just hoping that we're able to bring that like vibrance back to the tekken community that existed back then and i guess only time will tell uh you know if yeah. if, if that's going to happen Tekken Tag is pretty much already dead as it is, so that's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's really. I, yeah, I don't know. You're still getting tournaments out there, Ray. I mean, you tell that we're put, you know you get a couple of tournaments a year, but I mean, he's right. I mean, it's not like it didn't get like we thought it was going to be the ST of this series, pretty much. You know, back in the day, I mean, everybody's you know saying this is the best, going to be the best you know game from this series, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be around at tournaments forever. But I mean, there's been big chunks of time where you know people yeah. haven't had tournaments. It makes comebacks like every other like couple years. Right. I mean, it keeps getting its comebacks in, and STL keeps winning those comebacks. By the way, so let's keep shit real. If you want to start getting cocky again out there. <laughs> Well, dude, you guys are the only ones that are still playing that shit like it's a brand new game. I mean, people were actually saying that when Tekken 4 came out. You know, Tekken 4 came out, and STL was, you know, pretty much ripe to take any tournament that it went to in Tekken Tag. And, you know, pretty much all of California was saying, you know, this game's dead. Nobody, Basically, what everybody would say is, ah, nobody plays that anymore. And then they would smirk, like, hey, we're playing Tekken 4 now. And, you know, STL's not playing Tekken 4. We're not going to play Tekken 4. But it's like, you know, you guys were doing okay with it. Hill figures out there, you know changing the Tekken 4 whole scene, you know, the whole worldwide, you know, scene on Tekken 4 and everything, but, you know, he, at, in the, when he goes home, he still likes Tekken Tag more, you know, so, I mean, you got you get a little change happening there between that, so, I mean, everybody's saying Tekken 4 is, you know, the new thing, nobody's playing Tag anymore, but in actuality, they still are playing Tag, so, I mean, they just wanted us to play Tekken 4, too, so, I mean, they should have just said, screw Tekken 4, we're going to stick to Tag, but, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you to to some extent. I mean, you know, Tekken 4 has some merits, but it's nowhere near as uh, entertaining to watch, uh, in my opinion, as uh, Tekken Tag. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. What, what you were mentioning, Brad, about uh, this uh, Tekken Tag being the super turbo of the Tekken series, uh-huh. I don't know if that's ever going to be... if that's ever going to happen to any 3D fighting game series. For some reason... When a new 3D fighting game comes out, it always kills its predecessor. Yeah, it does. I don't know why. I don't understand why the community cannot retain a 3D fighting game. I I think it's because they come out with so many Tekkens so often. I mean, every other year we're getting a new one. Yeah, that's probably... It's like when when the first Tekken, you know, Tekken 6.0 or whatever the hell it was... Mm -hmm. And it was a fucking atrocity. Yes. And everyone was just pretty much like, uh, and then they're like, we found out pretty quick they're making BR. So we're like, oh, okay. But, and then, you know, BR is not a bad game. It's just, it's fine. I mean, it's tolerable. It's playable. No, it's oh, it's fine. Get out of here. I didn't even play that game. And STL, you know, was having its crew hook up and everything. It's Hamalate in somebody's basement. There's a ham of people playing. And so, like, you know, I decided, yeah, I'm going to come out and play. And we were playing tag a little bit. But, you know, these new kids don't know how to play it. 
And so I'm play there. I'll play their new game, you know, BR, whatever we're playing. And it's like, man, I'm getting regulated, doing my old, the old, all the old stuff. So I mean, I when I tried to adapt a little bit. I was like, man, this sucks. So I went home, and I looked at like, you know, what the Japanese players they were playing, you know, Mishima's. It was like Heihachi or somebody versus, you know, Kazuya. And it, you know, I realized, you know, there's nothing that AJ can do if I just go run up in his grill and duck. You know, he's not actually doing the good guessing game. And everybody just thinks that they're doing pretty decent stuff because the game's looking so much better than the old games are. You know, it's easier to achieve that, you know, hey, I'm having fun factor yeah, in the yeah. new game. So, I don't know. It sucks. It's <laughs> easier to be good in the new game. Really? You really think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, frames actually mattered in Tekken Tag. I mean, spacing was the biggest thing in Tekken Tag, and it still is the biggest thing in Tekken 6. But the ceiling in Tekken Tag was a lot higher because, I mean, everyone had a really good backdash. The space, like, I mean, you could just do so much. Like, oh, fucking og- Ogre's fucking sidestep was so cheap. I mean... Rotations seemed like they were more difficult. Oh, yeah, like, you know, the, the forward... There wasn't an instant forward dash in Tekken Tag either. Like, you had to hit forward forward. Like, in, like I mean, and it took him a second to actually get going. Sidestepping was totally different in Tekken Tag. Like, a lot of people don't know, if you take your characters in Tekken Tag and you spread them across the screen and you start sidestepping, your character's actually moving forward and you'll eventually get in your of the other character's grill. But in Tekken 6, you know, Tekken 5, or even Tekken 4, actually, you start sidestepping, you're just going in a circle. So, like, you could, in Tekken Tag, you could actually stalk your opponent by, like, going forward dashing into their grill, sidestepping just in case they throw something out, and at the same time, you're still going forward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, offense was kind of pumped up in that in that regard. You know, everyone had a really good backdash, too, so it kind of, it really put a lot of emphasis on spacing. And, you know, whenever you do that in Tekken 6, I mean, when you run up and sidestep, I mean, you're just pretty much going to a halt. You're just pretty much guessing, like, oh... Damn, he didn't throw anything out. Fuck. Now I gotta do this all over again. <laughs> no, well, wait a minute. Well, one could argue that the downside to having such large backdashes in Tekken Tag would be that you end up getting a very defensive game. Now, obviously, that is what ended up happening, and there That's were of time up finishes, and a lot of people didn't enjoy <laughs> watching that or participating in that. Like, that. That was a negative part of that game, that there were so many time-up finishes, that's and true. it took that's so long. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Do you still think that that's acceptable in a fighting game today? First of all, in STL, that was the goal of a match, was to get to the timing. <laughs> when, when, time, when a match started and I hit you first, the first thing I said, even if it was one second into the match, was, it's a time match, so you can do the math. You can start doing the math over who's got a bigger percentage of life, me or you, and I just touched you, so... You can come get me. I'm going to turtle it up. And so you're regulating the game in that way. You know, you've changed it from just running up and I'm going to fight. You know, what are you going to do? I'm going to do something. You're going to do something. Now yeah, the, I'm running away like crazy. Yeah, the, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to take into account there's two life bars, too. And there's regenerating health. And we're still playing on 60 seconds. So, yeah, there's going to be some timeouts happening. Yeah. And so that's true. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying. You know, backdashing and all that. But, I mean, the only characters that you really couldn't abuse backdash on were, like, Ogres and Mishimas. Like, that was, those were, like, the two characters where backdash canceled didn't, wasn't as relevant. Everyone else kind of suffered to them because of that reason. I mean, I feel what you're saying, though. That's so, a good point. Would you prefer for the future Tekkens, let's say Tekken Tag 2, to have a 
much bigger backdash and a Netsu system and a regenerating, you know, health system and all that so that time-ups become more prevalent again? No, the problem is they overcompensated the backdash. In Tekken 4, they made backdash horrible, mm-hmm. and they added walls. And they and then eventually they added the you know the dashing throws. So it's like they've overcompensated. They can still put the old backdash in, and then you'll eventually back da- backdash up into a wall. I mean, you're going to be fucked. I mean, they got to what they made the walls for because scrubs were tearing about backdashing. It's like they overcompensated. Like it's totally fucked up now. It's you can't even get to a timeout now because you know six even at sixty seconds or whatever. You know you're never going to get to a timeout unless you do it on like minimum time. Is the only time time is really even coming into becoming a factor because the game is over and you know it could be over in seven seconds. You know a couple of, you guess wrong a couple of times it's peace. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, t- I understand, you know, Tag, you guessed wrong a couple of times, you know, it's almost peace, and, you know, you're down on time now, and I'm running away, you know, it's a total game, so, it's, I mean, you got to right, you know. you got top to your characters, then you can still win. <laughs> exactly, so, I mean, it's not, it's not over, you're right. That's yeah. The, that's the business, I mean, you can come back. And then there's characters like Chang's, where you couldn't attack at all. Yeah, so, I mean. So, if they know. got the lead, it was really, and then he had Bruce, who he could just turtle all day, yeah. and he, if he guessed right, his guessing game, was worse if you actually put it on him, but you had to attack him. Oh, that was such a good game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hearing you guys speak about Tekken Tag really makes me wish that I was a little bit older when that game was really, like, at its peak. I was I was really young, and I was, like, 14, 13 when that game was really, like, at its peak. And, you know, I wasn't able to experience the, the big Tekken scene and all that shit. And when I came into the Tekken scene, it was really towards the end of Tekken Tag, uh, uh-huh. I played it, of course, but I, you know, you don't really experience the shit talking and the big tournaments and stuff. Yeah, I remember you from Soul Calibur Two, yeah. and I hated you. <laughs> Why did you hate me? I hated you because I was playing with Valdo, and I was like, man, Valdo fucking sucks in this fucking game. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, everyone's just turtling. All these lows I have are my fucking ass. I was like, this, that's I guess you know, he's got that you know eight-way run, you know, down four thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that move, but I was like, and then like you fucking won the world goddamn tournament with them. They're like, yeah, like Sean, like, like yeah, this guy named Eris won the world tournament with fucking Baldo. I was like, what the motherfucker <laughs> shenanigan was this guy doing to win? You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about Soul Calibur with you. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know actually that you played Soul Calibur two. I wasn't aware, but I did know that you played Soul Calibur four. And you yeah. were actually very successful with Valdo. Oh, and I, I personally, uh, you know, I've talked about the, you know, my feelings of that game, but as far as Valdo's concerned, I never liked what they did with that character. I always thought he was weaker in Soul Calibur 4 than he was in Soul Calibur 2. And you always huh. disagreed with me, right? Yeah. He's yeah, great so, in Soul Calibur 4. Crazy. I, I I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that series? I know you're a big fan of the Soul Calibur series. I mean, how do you feel about the way that's gone? I like Soul Calibur 4, except, you know, the whole Hildy thing happened. Yeah. I mean, besides Hildy, I thought it was a pretty good game. I mean, ring outs were, were still pretty, like, Astroth's ring out ability was off the chain. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't understand why the Game Boy Advance, or not, was it the Game Boy Advance, the PSP version? Yeah. I heard they fixed a lot of shit, and I heard, like, you know, they kind of rebounced the shitty characters, and, 
You know, it, I heard that was a really, like, Hatman tells me all the time, like, oh, this is a great game. I was like, why don't they ever port it, you know, to PS3 like they did with DR? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I liked it up until up until the Hildy thing. There were so many cheap characters in that game. It was good. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you. I actually was very pleased with Soul Calibur 4 until, uh, you know, it was discovered how cheap Hildy could be. And actually, on the topic of the PSP version, I don't even remember what it's called, but... I overheard, or I, I've heard that the, what's his name, uh, Daishi uh, Odashima, the producer, has mm-hmm. said that they were going to port that to PS3, but for huh. some reason they decided not to. Like, it, you know, it was just a... What? Yeah, I don't know, business No decision. reason? I don't know. <laughs> some business decision, they decided uh, that they wouldn't port it. So that game was never fixed, and it was killed, and, you know, there's like eight people now in the whole country that play it. Um, <laughs> So I yeah, they had that Jack the Ripper guy, and like he looked really interesting. You could be Kratos. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> well, I'm not uh, the biggest fan of that, but um, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel about uh, the new Soul Calibur? Are you looking forward to it? Do you think that series has some chance? I hope. Like, I just tell the guy, the producer, just make so make it like Soul Calibur Four. Just don't put in some bullshit Hildy business. Like they were on the right track. There were hard things to do, and it was still simple enough to play. Like you know, the just frames. I was like, I actually had to practice for a, a good while to do like Valdo's just frame and you know the the Killick just frame. And I was like, damn, there's actually shit to learn in this game. It's not just fucking brainless. I was like, huh, I like, I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I was very optimistic about that game, and I enjoyed it. But you know, there's, uh, there's a sense of satisfaction when you get a skill that most people can't do. Yep. That's in it, like when that's like it's kind of my thing in Tekken Six. Like anyone can do anything in that right. game, really. That's what made me feel like that was one of the reasons I got good at Tekken Tag was the shotgun co- Michelle's shotgun combo. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know I, I've gotten as far as I can good. You know, I, I've gotten good. I've gotten as far as I can Tom go. Tom Hilfiger because of that combo. I beat Tom Hilfiger because of you know yeah it was good shit you know. And YouTube. <laughs> You can YouTube that Evo 2K4, you know Shin versus Tom Hilfiger. That was a timeout. I mean that that was good shit, but I mean, and then <laughs> the video comes out, and then Hilfiger switches our names on the one the oh, the yeah, winning that's thing. Right. You know, there was only two two times on that whole video which Hilfiger produced that shit. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and there was only two names that got mixed up in the whole time. And there were both Hilfiger matches, and they were both Hilfiger matches that he lost. One was to me, and one was to Uncockable. So I don't know, Tom. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, he's a he's a shady Korean. I'll I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, he still pokes his head out every now. Yeah, and, and then he was gonna make that EC uh, the he was gonna put out the EC uh, trailer. He put the EC Electric Cancel four or five was it? Where like you know I bought a uh, you know Kim yeah Kim Bong Min. Yeah, I think and that I, was um uh was that the one with uh uh Junior Lime? Junior Lime? I don't know who that uh, was. Who was that? That's that Korean T4 player that came over. Uh, and oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> All right, my bad, my bad. I shouldn't have brought him up. But, yeah, like, I, I did, I almost knocked him into losers. I was fucking horrible. I was up, like, two games to zero. I had, like, two rounds on, and he fucking came all. Oh, it was such a great match. A reverse set, T5 style, back when TMO, oh, that was terrible. I'm going to have to go uh, look these videos up and uh, share them with everyone. Well, they're not online, that's the thing. You put the trailer out, I was like, oh, these are my, my best vids, and then he never put them out, and I was like, what the fuck? 
Only the trailer. You didn't actually get to see me do good shit. Damn it. That's another thing. Uh, you can't really find any footage of Tekken Tag. No. That's yeah. another thing that really pisses me off. Like, it's really hard to find, like, some of the best quality matches of Tekken Tag. You know, it's a bummer. I don't know. No, video cameras were, like, big blocky things, you know, back in the day. You know, <laughs> nobody was fucking carrying that shit around. Carrying a VCR on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> We actually have, you know, I mean, there are videos. I mean, it goes from, like, you know, VHS, somebody recorded on a VCR while it's playing, you know. Yeah, it was, like, like 2004, the Evo vids, but, I mean, the game had been out for five years already. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be tough to find that, you know, actual decent, you know, prime era. I think Big Croc Dog said he had the vids. I'll have to. I've got to get my hands on those. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah, one, one of the one of the last things I wanted to ask you about slips is uh, your choice of playing Eddie uh-huh. and how you feel Eddie has kind of um, evolved since you started playing Tekken. Now you still play Eddie, and uh, do you feel like this character's gotten better or worse? He was one of the weaker characters in Tag, right? He was he was he was mid in tag. He wasn't that great. He was a shenanigan, fucking shenanigan ass character. Okay. Like uh, that was another thing that brings a balance again. Like you can take a shitty character, and if you know a lot of shit about him, I mean that kind of gives you an edge on people who just you know who pretty much play top tier all the time. So I had a lot of good uh, good fucking experience playing against Mishima players here with Unconquable and T and Zor and Billy and fucking Mike playing with fucking goddamn motherfucking ogres. <laughs> and so, like, you know, whenever these people, you know, Bruce, David played with Bruce all the time, and then you played with Chang, so, I mean, whenever I, pretty, I mean, those were the characters, and, you know, any, any, any other character I was playing against, I pretty much already knew as well, just from all the other players here, but, I mean, I knew the top tier matchups and I knew him really well with Eddie and I had a lot of sh- uh, you know in the ghetto yeah Julian strats I, I stole some strats from Q Dog and you know I had kind of my own shit too and you know I just you know I just kind of put it all together and like if you like Ed, it, Eddie literally runs circles around your opponent if they don't know what to do now explain to me why you stuck with Eddie all this time I mean you must not feel exactly the same way now do you no, he got instant relaxed and it launched. <laughs> like I was like, "What?" I was like, "It's like a better version of Lay's Play Dead." I was like, "This is fucking stupid." I mean, Eddie's changed the fact that he's really cheap in the newer games because you can kind of just throw out whatever you want, and there's not a whole lot of people can do about it. He's got so much shit that you can just throw out, and in order to punish the moves on whiff your spacing has to be different for each move. Like, if you want to punish up four on whiff with Eddie, you got to stay pretty far away. Yeah. If I start throwing out, you know, down four twos, you know, the elbow, then you got to start getting pretty close. If I start throwing uh, sidestep four out with Eddie, then you got to kind of be at that medium range. If I start throwing out, uh, you know, sidestep both kicks, you gotta start, you got to be at a whole different range. So... He really, oh, and then there's like whiff punish lures. You do like down two three. That's a great one. People finally got their spacing right, and then you do down two three, and then they get counter hit by the three, and then you get a bullshit ass combo. I mean, you can do so much fucking garbage with them, and it, pretty much it comes to the point where people just are fucking scared shitless to attack you 
And then you can just pretty much run up to him and do whatever the fuck you like. And that's what makes him cheap now, I think. You, do you feel like uh, not having Rewinder and not having a good sidestep uh, has hindered him? Yeah, it, I mean, he's really based on matchup now. Like, some characters he just fucking destroys. And, like, some characters he just gets fucking worked. Now, give me some examples. Like, you know, Steve's Ford, Ford 2. I mean, it doesn't matter what range. <laughs> he's going to get that thing. You can't... So, you know, I'll go into relax sometimes, thinking people are going to try and whiff punish, you know, just see him, you know, whenever he does something, and they'll whiff right over me. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen with Steve. Same thing with Bruce. He's going to do back two, and I'm just going to be like, oh, that sucks. And so, I mean, not having Rewinder, it does hurt, but he's got back two. So it's yeah. not like they ignored it. But, you know, some characters have moved that track that direction. So it does kind of, it, it's all based on the matchup. Some matchups, I think he's great. And I don't need Rewinder, but, you know, some matches, I'm just like, fuck, I could really fucking use Rewinder right now. <laughs> so, what what do you feel like are some of his really good matchups? Um, I mean, Brian, he does pretty good against uh, any character that just has, you know, a lot of high moves and that doesn't have a lot of, you know, if they're moves, the moves that have good range, but they don't, you know, hit low. I mean, pretty much relaxed just kind of dictates everything when it comes to that. Interesting. Just l- like any any character with the generally higher hitboxes on all of the attacks, huh? Yeah. I mean, you can pretty much throw out down four twos and up fours all day, and then, you know, they got to throw out certain shit to beat those, and then you just throw out, you know, relaxed, and then they'll just whip right over your head. Hmm. Now, uh, what about bad matchups for Eddie? How do you feel about that? That's just really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but what do you? What are uh, <laughs> what are some of Eddie's bad matchups? Uh, Bruce, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, Nina's tough. She's got that ivory cutter. Yeah, that'll that'll really that'll ruin your day. Then. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's kind of like the you know the same thing with Ling's Art of Phoenix. Any character that owns Ling kind of owns Eddie too. Interesting. <clears throat> now, what what uh, what I'm wondering is, you don't get frustrated with this character. I mean, you feel like. Because, see, uh, when I, here's the thing. When I used to play Soul Calibur 2, and you mentioned Q-Dog. Q-Dog is one of the people who taught me how to play Tekken, actually. Uh-huh. He knew uh, my play style in Soul Calibur 2, and he used to always say, oh, dude, you got to play Christy. You're going to love Christy. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a character that just fits you perfectly. Uh-huh. Now, when I started playing Tekken 4, and I was playing Christy, oh, no. I, I felt like... It's a completely different character than Valdo, and that you know you're stuck all the time. I always felt, even now when I try to goof around and play Eddie or Christy, I feel like I'm always stuck in a position where I don't have complete freedom. Like I'm either in handstand or in relax. I can't sidestep, and I have limited uh, options. So I mean, I get frustrated with that. Is that something that you're just used to, or am I wrong in that uh, regard? I don't ever really abuse, like, relaxed or handstand unless I'm, like, either hitting you already or, you know, or something. Like, I rarely just go into, like, handstand and just start doing shit. Like, it just, handstand gets killed by backdash, Mm -hmm. so it's not really something you can use that often. Um, And then relaxed, you know, it's, it's the way to set those stances up is you got to just have a really good normal game. Like, you got to run up and do, like, some lows, run up and do, like, your elbow and some mids, to the point where people just, they're not going to even bother backdashing anymore. So they're just like, when you, so when you get in their grill, they're just like, oh, he's putting me in a guessing game, and I don't want to throw anything out because he keeps doing that goddamn elbow. Yeah. 
So it gets to the point where they don't even they're they're guessing, and then all of a sudden you're in relax, and then they're in an even shittier guessing game or handstand if you really want to be fancy. Now it seems like what you're getting at is that you open up the rest of his move list through annoying the shit out of your opponent. Like your goal is first to annoy them. Am I right? Yeah. the The whole thing is to play really like my strategy personally. Everyone plays different. Is I'm pretty much gonna just use like the boring moves first. And then you'll be like, oh, this guy's ninny. He's not doing any of that stupid shit. And then once you're just like, once I catch that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can do the stupid shit too, motherfucker. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, so you don't feel like he's limited or you have any uh, limitations when you're playing him? Because that's what I always felt. No, not really. I think his only limitation is he doesn't really punish that hard. Like when it comes to, he doesn't have a launcher at minus 16. Oh, okay. Other than that, though, I mean, I used to hate him in, in DR a little bit because he didn't have a fucking wild standing launcher. Yeah. Now he's got those out of the ass now. So, yeah, I mean, they gave him some good ones now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's fine. I don't have really any complaints about him. Interesting. Now, uh, what are your gripes with Christy? You don't think that character is as good? No, she's definitely better than him. <laughs> she's got better combos. Her combos are easier. Like, Eddie, you kind of got to have to time the back 3-3. Three, three. You got to or like, you know, you can't just mash back 3-3. Three, three. You got to kind of time it. And Christy just gets the mash. She gets a better combo off her while standing 1-3. Really? Yeah, she's, she's better overall. And she her gets she, better too, right? Her what? Her throws? Yeah, her, her right punch throw is better. I mean... Yeah, she's she's her out her elbow. She I think she always gets like the quarter circle forward three, like on counter hit. I mean, really? and I don't like Eddie doesn't get that every time on certain characters, but she gets it whenever the hell she wants. So why don't you play her? Because she's fucking lame. She's from Tekken Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, I don't do that shit. I'm not paying tribute to that fucking game. <laughs> You know, that's like the 1800s fucking horse shit everywhere shit. That's the best answer you could have possibly given. I don't care because she's from Tekken 4. That's too good, dude. Oh, man. All you Steve players out there, all you Marduk players out there. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> They're from Tekken 4, dude. You guys can't play that shit. Fucking Steve was from Snatch. They took Marduk from fucking Goldberg and... <laughs> I don't even like. I even have a gripe about Raven. I mean, come on. Like, you can't come up with anything. Well, what are they gonna do next? They're gonna put in fucking a Jean Claude Van Damme lookalike character and call him fucking Duke's Rue. Oh, I mean, come on. Come up with something. Do you think that they should make uh, Eddie and Christie separate playable characters in Tag Two so that you can have an Eddie Christie team? That would be cool. That'd be cool if they took Eddie and made him back to Tag Style and gave him Rewinder. That would not be cool. That would be badass. And they can take, you know, make Christy, you know, the new school style. That'd be cool. It's not going to happen, but it'd be cool. Well, I certainly hope that doesn't happen because <laughs> if I ever have to play a, like, you know, a really good Eddie Christy team, I'm going to be fucking pissed. That sounds terrible to me. But I don't yeah, know. That's going to be cheap. I mean, I get two of the same character. I mean, what other player is going to get that? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. The, the thing is, like, you know, back in uh, Tag. You know, it, was, it wasn't the same character, but it was kind of similar having Changs and, you know, certain other combinations. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like Michelle was different from, from Julia. Was uh, very different, though? I mean, it seemed like defensively it was the same style of defense you had to worry about. 
defensively, they were, oh, God, Michelle had the sidestep, too. Like, that was, like, she had magic for one, two, one, shotgun, elbow, and sidestep, too. Yeah. And so she had a lot more shit to worry about, like, trying to attack her. She couldn't go get anybody, though. Yeah. You know, if, her... if an ogre or somebody got a lead on you, you know, it was pretty hard to get in. Basically, you could run up and, you know, try to space a shotgun, hopefully they do something. But if they don't do anything, you know, it's kind of hard to run all the way up in their grill, you know, and do, you know, her double breaker because, you know, otherwise they're just guessing, you know, left or right throw. So, I mean, that's kind of not too great of mix to put them in. You're probably going to lose a lot of those situations. So, I mean, what you get put into is run up in their grill and do nothing or, you know, throw some, you know, throw one of your business moves out. She didn't have out. a lot of range on her throw. Or you had to out-turtle, you know, hopefully that you could just turtle and they would just start attacking, you know. But if they were conscious of your turtling, you know, you kind of got screwed a little Julia bit. Julia had running mad axes. Whereas Julia Chang, exactly, she could do, you know, running mad axes and, you know, totally alleviate that whole situation. How so. do you do running mad axes? All the time? How? Uh, you do a quarter circle back and then you just run forward. And then you've got to cancel your run with back and then forward and, and right punch. You can still do it, actually. Really? You can do the same thing with Rodeo and uh, Kuma's throw, too. I didn't know that. Can you do that with uh, Devil Jin's throw? Isn't that the same animation? Yeah, you can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can do it with Giant Swing. No, you can't. Well, Giant Swing, you just run forward and then half circle forward uh, and then one. Yeah, that's uh, different. That's true, that's true. But, like, Eddie, you can do, like, half circle forward, forward to uh, start your dash, like oh, okay. half circle forward, forward, and then uh, back forward, one plus two, and it comes out. Shit, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep. That is pretty wild. Man, uh, I, I mean, just, you know, talking to you guys, like I said, about this stuff is really, it makes me wish that we had more players that are really uh, into the scene now that just are, are just fun to talk to and just like, you know, interesting people. You guys got to do something about this. I'm leaving it up to you guys. Solve this problem. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, the annou- this announcing that's happening in the, the video games nowadays, you know. You know, some of it's good, but, you know, it's not what it needs to be. You know, a lot of a, a lot of people out there, you know, you know, Brad and I did some announcing at Strong Style 4 out in uh, California maybe six months ago or about a, maybe a year ago. I'm going to link that video up, too, to this podcast. It was good shit, you know. <laughs> I mean, we regulated that shit. But, I mean, you know, a lot of the announcing that, you know, that we – no, I did some announcing out there with you, Eris, but it was good shit, too. You know, that was, the color guy. I was the color guy, exactly, you know. <laughs> what that meant was color commentary, you know, not, not you know, some, you know, whatever. You know, they don't like a white person <laughs> using those terms, you know. Well, too bad, you know. It's not that term. It means – it means something. A lot of the announcers nowadays, they just say what they're seeing. Yeah. I okay. Hear. Now, he, now anybody that's watching what you're seeing can see what you're seeing, Absolutely. and they they already thought it before you said it. Absolutely. Okay. Because it takes a little longer for me to think it and then say it than just to think it, because you know one comes after the other. So, <laughs> you know, come on, man. And so a lot of these players need to say what they're what these uh the opponents the players are trying to do you know what what concepts are they trying to establish you know are they trying to you know do, run up and do the shitty moves first to open up the the juice moves you know that's what the the observer needs to to hear you know or what have they been doing in their hook their matches in the past you know who's won in which ways have they won you know they need to do a little research not just hey i'm here give me my money so, I mean, you need if you want the good stuff, you know, you got to get good commentators. So yeah, I I completely agree with you. And it personally, it's gotten to the point for me where I don't even want to commentate anymore. I just want to talk shit because it feels like 
I'm I have to counter the other side of the commentary that is so legit and it's so you know let's talk about stride gum and Doritos and sponsors and stuff. <laughs> I want to I want to just bring it from the other you know spectrum and just like talk shit and of course talk about the game, but you know you want to entertain people and bring up the hype and I feel like. You guys really, uh, you, and when I say you guys, I don't just mean you too. The St. Louis scene yeah, in general yeah, exactly. is just so exciting and, and smart and, uh, you know, really fun to listen to. And you guys are all fun to talk to. So I, I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is hopefully Tekken Tag 2 really revitalizes all of you guys so that you guys can all come out and be a part of the scene and hopefully piss people off enough to where everyone hates each other again. So that we don't have this issue of everyone being friends, you know, because it's really... I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. It's really a problem. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to pretty much wrap things up here, but it, it's, a, it's a tradition, and I got two guys on the show. So you guys, well, you guys can take turns. I'll take you first, Shin. You got to talk shit to someone. You got to call someone a bitch. Go ahead, man. I mean, if I, I guess, you know, over my career, I haven't really, you know, gotten into it with that many people, but I got to go with Flo from Chicago, man. Yeah. Well, at one time, that one tournament, he started tearing it up about, you know, I was getting too cocky during the match and stuff. It was like, you know, that kind of talk, you know. Q-Dog, you know, he kind of got into that a little bit, too, you know. But no, it's good shit, Q. But I don't know. If I got to call somebody a bitch, you know, I don't know. That's a tough one, so I guess I'll stick with my... uh I don't know. I guess I'll go flow for tearing it up at that STL tournament. How long ago was this? This was like six years ago. <laughs> but I mean, it's like everybody's cool with that, you know, St. Louis style. You can't come into St. Louis Arcade and expect to not get, you know, a little cock talk about happening, you know. Man, you Fun. guys really hang on to your shit. Six years ago, that's really rough. ST motherfucking L! <laughs> All right. All right, Flo, you heard it. Shin thinks you're a bitch. It's your turn, Slips. <laughs> Go ahead, call someone a bitch, man. Um, you know, I was going to do Jop, but, you know, Tom Hilfiger already did it. Yeah, you <laughs> man, Jop, everyone you know? thinks he's a bitch. Come on, Jop. We need some, you know, you should be playing at these tournaments. I don't blame him, though. I mean, I it's, it's cool. It's cool. But I'm, I'm going to have to call my old student, Spiro Jin. Wow. Oh, man. He was such a good student. He was hella good. And then he just dropped off. Oh. Not like this. I know. I don't know what happened to the guy. I like this. <laughs> All right, you tell me. I didn't know that you actually taught him how to play, and I've only heard like you know stories about that guy. Why did he stop playing? I don't know. Well, he's going to school. I think he just finally got his degree and shit. So right. maybe he'll be back when Tekken Tag Two comes out. Yeah, I always heard great things about that guy. I watched him play, and he was really good. And then all of a sudden, he just disappeared. So I was really surprised about that. But you heard it, Spiro Jin. Uh, Slips thinks you're. <laughs> That's right. Shit. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you guys. And, you know, I, I you, seeing you guys at tournaments is one of the reasons why I want to travel these days. So are you guys <laughs> planning on going to EVO at all? Uh, EVO? I... It's all about the game. Okay, we'll see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't Maybe. Know. We'll talk about that. You know, let's get some tag in this piece, and then we're there. <laughs> There's not going to be tag at Evo. that we will come, you know? That's, that's probably not going to happen. There's not going to be tag at Evo. Please. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. No, that's cool. You guys need to get your asses to Evo, and, uh, you know, you guys are always a pleasure uh, to talk to and hang out with, and I, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show today. Hey, thank you, Eris. It was a good show, you know. Thanks for having us, yo. All right, and we'll we'll catch you guys next time. 
Anytime. Commentary, you know, you want us at the Evo? You got to be a commentary, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I could do, man. We'll pull the drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Peace. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Keep your eyes on avoidingthepuddle.com, and we'll catch you guys next time. Like to shopping, the of Dan